Hey, this is Jersey. You're listening to the Garden State. You're listening to the Garden State, the only New Jersey podcast that gives you all the news you need to hear this week. My name is Josh Sobo. I'm Josh Chomick. And he's finally back, ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy Parks. Jimmy Parks. It feels good to be back. Welcome back, producer Jimmy. How, how have you been, my friend? You know, we've been busy. That's all I can say. I have no excuse. Yeah. Did well, anyone miss Jimmy? I miss Jimmy. Well, thanks, Joe. We had to use a TV instead of him last week. <laughs> Two weeks in a row, right? <laughs> no, I, it was, I was away, yeah, then I'm back, not. then away, so... We're on the other every other week schedule around here. Good. Well, welcome back, and uh, it's good to be recording the podcast again. It's good to be back with the fellas uh, in the living room. It's currently about ninety degrees out, and my se- I don't have central air. I only have a window unit in here, so we have to turn it off right before we click record, so the audio is crispy clear. But that also means it gradually becomes a sauna in my living room uh, as we record the podcast. At least like the sun is going down. It's not like just beaming on your windows right now. So it's not the worst case scenario. Honestly, it feels pretty good in here. It feels a little balmy to me, but... Balmy. New word. Balmy. You never heard of that? B- Balm- balmy. B-A-L-M-Y. Balmy? No. What's that mean? It's like it's too hot to handle. Yeah. Like, you know, when like you're, there's the, the back of your shirt is sticking to your back. Oh, yeah. It's balmy. That's I would, what I always would ask. During setup, I was shirtless, and Josh is just like, go shirtless. I was like, that would be a great idea. I'd feel amazing. I don't know if the people would appreciate it, though. Oh, I uh, I use balmy wrong. It just means pleasantly warm. So it's oh, definitely, it's not pleasant. <laughs> that's totally it's, wrong. It's not pleasant. Balmy to me, I think of like a balm. You know, like... I think of the line <laughs> from Dodgeball, balmy blazer. <laughs> oh, no, it's ball. Yes, Jimmy, it's ball. <laughs> it sounds just balmy, balmy, balmy. Sounds the same. All right, guys. So how was your weekend? What did you guys get up to this weekend? It's, uh, it's been a while since we've had this conversation. Uh, I went hiking this weekend. It was pretty cool. Where at? I went down to Wharton State Forest. I went hiking through where um, the forest fire came through. Everything was burnt all around. Wow. Did it smell good? It smelled beautiful. That's what I love about forest fires. It'll smell like a forest fire for like a month later. It's crazy. I love it. I also played tennis on Friday. It was a good weekend. What about you, Chow? I didn't do anything, dude. I did, Was I with you? Did I see you this weekend? We were together. I don't remember what. <laughs> Cowtown was last weekend. Cow, yeah, I don't know what day was Saturday. It's like we should think about these things oh. before we hit the record button. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Should. Saturday I was just kind of running around doing errands all day. Yeah, same. And then Sunday we were not together. I got ice cream at the local ice cream shop on Saturday night. What ice cream place? Uh, vanilla bean. Nice creamery. Oh. I got the. Um, you know what I got? Because I wasn't really like feeling ice cream. I haven't had it in years. Sherbert. Orange sherbet. Sherbet. The sorbet. The sorbet. Never my first choice, but if it's there, like if someone has it, I'll eat it, but I'd never go buy it. It was this like super saturated orangey red. It's called blood orange sorbet. Honestly, that does sound really oh, good. Bro, it, it was so good. It, it reminded me of the um, Flintstones push pops. Yes. Dude, the sherbet ones. So is it sherbet or sorbet? Is that the same word? I actually don't know. I think it's different. I what? think, yeah, I think a sorbet is like a, because it was a sorbet. Yeah, I think sherbet's the flavor and sorbet is like a, a style. Guys, I always think about this and I'm never, I'm always lazy. So I'm just like, I'm never going to look it up. Okay, so sherbet in North America, sherbet is often referred to as sherbet. <laughs> what? 
In North America, let me read this again. Sherbert, often referred to as Sherbert in the United States. <laughs> Am I? I'm, not, I'm no, reading that correctly. Yeah, that's great. Oh, I see. There's a, not an R in the first one, and there is. So it's Sherbet? Sherbet. Sher. Okay, Sherbet, pronounced <laughs> Sherbut. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. You're, you, we'll Wait, never understand the instant. But type in Sher- Sherbert versus Sorbet. Are they spelled the same way? No, it's S O R B E T. Yeah, dude. There. Uh, the difference between sorbet and sherbet. <laughs> sherbet. It's a sh- sorbet. The difference between these two types of frozen desserts is mainly how much dairy they contain. Sorbet contains no dairy whatsoever, while sherbet. Huh. Sherbet. <laughs> I don't know sherbet. what it is. It's sherbet. Now, now I don't know what I'm saying. Sherbet. Contains a little cream or milk to give oh, it a rich, creamy texture. That's why. And I totally tasted it. Like, you could definitely feel the texture. There's no, like, cream or anything like that wow. in the sorbet. It was really good, dude. I haven't had it in so long, so. Well, I'm proud of you, that man. That was probably the highlight of my weekend. That's awesome that you're dairy-free now, too. No shots. I actually went to a new ice cream place this weekend, too. I went to Magnifico's on Route 18. Oh, oh I've been there. That's a great gosh, spot. Great right, spot. Right out front. It said rated number one in New Jersey. It's up there. It's, it's gr- really good. That's a great spot for ice cream. I've you never know, been there before. One of my favorite ice cream places in Jersey. I've only been once, but I had a great experience. Where? Jefferson Dairy on Route 15. Oh, I've never, I passed by it a million times, That's but never like, stopped. up past Picatinny yeah, Arsenal. Yeah. Did, did, are they connected with Jefferson Diner? It's completely separate. It's just same town, Jefferson. <laughs> oh, it's based off the town. I, thought, I don't know what I was thinking. Is it yeah, right next that, to Jefferson Diner? Yeah, it's really close to Jefferson Diner. I like that spot. It's good. It's seven, you feel like you're in the country when you're up on Route 15. Have you ever went to the Farm Fresh ice cream like by High Point, uh, Route 23? No. Farm it's Fresh? The, yeah, it's uh, obviously at a farm, and they have a little ice cream stand. Last that time I was up at High great. Point, I stopped by. I got to check that out. Well, next time the weather is balmy, I'll make a trip up and get some farm fresh ice cream. And they had homemade waffle cones. Oh, oh that sounds great. That sounds awesome. Well, uh, for those that are listening for the first time, thanks for bearing with us through that long, drawn-out conversation about ice cream. We're happy you're here with us this week. Uh, this is the Garden State Podcast. We try to give you the news with no frills, just straight to the point. Honestly, we just love you guys. Thank you so much for listening week in and week out. Every single one. We look at the numbers. We read the stats. I look through the locations menu, like the locations list, and to see every single town that listens to the podcast. And it's so interesting to look at. What's your favorite town you've seen? Oh, I, I don't have the list in front of me right now. There's some towns I've never heard of before, but it's all over the country. People are listening from all over the place. So that's freaking awesome. Yeah, you know, maybe you leave Jersey and you want to know what's going on back home. It's I'm really interested. Like, if you guys want to let us know where you're listening from, shoot us a DM, email us. Yeah. We'd love to, like, know more about you and know why you listen to this podcast because we really appreciate it. I love that idea, man. Good idea. I, I just want to connect with the listeners better than we have been. So I try to, like, answer as many DMs as I can on Instagram. Uh, sometimes we get backed up and also on Discord. Um but definitely follow us on those and hit us up if you have any questions or you want to share where you're listening from. Absolutely. Super interested. Absolutely. So what do you guys think? Should we get into the news this week? Let's do it. Oh, before we um, get into the news, you know, we were uh, on TikTok this week. Josh, you want to share what happened to us on TikTok this week? It was the worst week ever on TikTok. What happened? Guys, TikTok, we think, unless there was a glitch in the system, we think... Uh, TikTok was trying to shadow ban us this week. It was honestly heartbreaking 
for us. Well, our views went to zero. Yeah, we posted, I think it was on Sunday night. It might have been Sunday. Uh, we posted the TikTok, and within the first hour, no, Saturday, actually, within the first hour, I, I refreshed it because I looked, I was on my phone, and it was only at like 46 views. Wow. And usually we'll get 46 views within the first few seconds, and people are like already watching our TikToks, which is amazing. Thank you so much for that. But it, our videos weren't going out to any of our followers. It was just us sharing the link with each other. <laughs> And then I deleted the video. We were like, let's just wait till the next day. The next day, mon- Sunday, sorry, I posted again, no views at all. No, hmm. it wasn't being sent out anywhere. So I was like, TikTok, did you guys just turn us off without telling us? Like, we don't have the three strikes. Like, we're not banned or anything. They just, our videos weren't going anywhere. Yeah. So then I left Sunday's video up. And then yesterday I posted a video. I was like, maybe something will break eventually. And it broke. So thankfully, people are watching our TikToks again. But it was kind of scary. That is scary, and uh, it's good to see that things are back to normal. Why? But, do, like, why does TikTok do that though? Because it's not TikTok. It's a, it's a, the algorithm that they have at play. I think. I think it's the fact that they have so many videos being uploaded that they have AI sifting through trying to find stuff that shouldn't be there, and then probably when they shadow ban people, they review it. But that's like the dumbest thing, though. Like, why is there followers on TikTok then? Like, there's really no point in followers then. Yeah, followers make no sense on TikTok. But I, I always have a theory is. If you follow someone on TikTok, it's more likely that those pe- that person's videos are going to pop up on your FYP because you're following them yeah. and you like their content. But like that's just a theory. I don't know if that's confirmed. But our videos were not going to anyone, dude. And it was so frustrating for 48 hours. Yep. Because like that's our that's our main source of views, and that's how I think we get most of our new listeners from TikTok. So, like the girl at the at the restaurant the other day recognized us, Josh. Oh yeah, that's right. We were at the Sun Tavern and our waitress said, so "What's up?" She's like, "You guys are the you guys are from TikTok," and we're like, "Yeah, yep, thanks." Oh, happens the all Sun the Tavern. Time. Great spot for pizza. All right. So the other thing I want to talk to you before we get into the news is NewJersey.com. Actually, I'm not NewJersey.com. NJ.com ranked Summit Diner as the best diner in the state. And all I want to know is who are they consulting on this? They should be consulting us. Yeah, I mean, like. Who knows diners better than us? We go to all of them, and and uh, I don't know. I want to know what NJ.com is up to because you see these things like, oh, the best restaurants ranked. Well, guess what? We are the diner people. We go to all of them. In their defense, we don't know how many diners that person who did make this video have went to. They, we, could, they could have gone to every diner in New Jersey, and we just don't know. We've been to all the best ones. Mm, we can't say that. Which ones haven't we, we been we've to? We've only been to like... 17 diners yeah but the 17 we've gone to are some of the best in the state a hundred percent i would say we've been to 10 of okay of the 10 best diners in the state we've probably been to the top eight it's i don't know dude we haven't been to benedict's which is apparently up there and i can't think of any other diner i want what's that diner next to jefferson diner that everyone always tells us to go to verona diner i don't know there's one up there that's super popular apparently but that's the thing. It's opinionated. Like, I feel like everyone from their local area is going to say their diner is the best diner in Jersey. But also, I've looked up articles asking, like, what are the top 20 diners in Jersey? And there's so many names on there I've never heard of before. I guess. So we'll have to keep our, our journey for the best diner going. And I just am curious why NJ.com acts like we don't exist, but we know they know all about the Garden State. If you work for NJ.com... And you're listening to this or you've seen this, hit us up. Let's if you collab. Want a, if you want a job, hit us up. We I don't know if we can pay you, but yeah, we'll hire you. Something like that. Mad yeah. clout. 
Here's the thing. I'm starting to think that we need to become a publication site um, other than just a podcast. Like, thegardenstate.com could be the main news source for the state of New Jersey. 100%. It's just we need the manpower. We need an investor. So if you are watching this and you live in, like, short hills and you're a retired finance guy and you, you want to invest in some young guys that are building an empire for the state of New Jersey, reach out. We, we would love to get to know you. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I would love the money. I would love <laughs> an angel investor would be very nice right about now. It's just going to help the pod grow. Um, it's, it's tough to do all this. It's, it's just let alone making a podcast, but like if you want to actually become a publication or an actual news source, there's so much involved in making that happen and time. Uh, and we just don't have the, the, the resources for that right now. Yeah, like knowing how to write, which I don't know how to do. So, All right, moving on. So... A heat wave is sweeping New Jersey with near 100 degree temperatures all of this week. Uh, I think Sunday is going to be 102 degrees. We're in the hundreds, baby. This is getting crazy. Even today, it was like very, very hot out. At least the humidity dropped a little bit from yesterday, though. It's the heat wave of 2022. It happens every year. It's mid-July. Like, we're used to this in Jersey. Yeah, NJ.com says, (laughs) I love the quote, NJ.com after we attack them. We can't attack NJ.com because they give us so much news, but here's what they say on this uh, article. The most dangerous heat is yet to come for New Jersey as the state continues an expected long stretch of dry, sunny, 90-plus degree days uh, that could linger into the weekend. Forecasters say highs across much of the state are likely to be in the 90s for at least the next seven days with 15 of New Jersey's 21 counties already under heat advisory. So how do you feel about that, Cho? You know, it's summer. Like, aren't we used to this? I don't know, though. I, but I, normally I, we have thunderstorms yeah. that we get a lot of rain. Well, that's the key word in the article. Dry. It's been such a dry summer. Um, and we need yeah. rain. Like, I think a few days ago, we got some isolated storms throughout the state. There was flash flooding. But, like, our area, we didn't get rain. We haven't had a summer this dry since 1999. Really? Yep. You know what's interesting is when it rained yesterday, did it rain or the day before? Yesterday. Yesterday. It was raining. I'm like, I feel like it hasn't rained in months. Did it feel like that to you guys too? Yeah. No, yeah. I've been waiting for a nice storm. Like, Why we, don't we get rain? It's, it's been a dry season. But I, I will no say idea. the spring was nonstop rain. Yep. It was every day pretty much rain. That's probably why we're not in a drought right now. Or are no, we? We're abnormally dry right now, which is so D0. It won't be an actual drought until we hit D1. So Whoa, is, that's that, cool. is that determined by the water table? Uh, it's New Jersey drought monitor. So I, that, I think that has something to do with it, but how much longer until we hit D one? Probably another week or so. If it keeps being hot and dry like this. Well, yeah, it's going to be in the hundreds and we're not going to have any rain throughout the next seven days. So it's going to, it's going to get pretty bad. Um, but yeah, I can't, I don't know. I feel like every summer there's like that one week where it's just, it's terrible. It just, it's, you don't want to be outside. It's disgusting. My car AC is not working the way it's supposed no. to be. I sweat every time I drive. I'm not looking forward to that. Got to park in the shade constantly. No, yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's the worst. I almost want to get one of those things you put on your windshield that blocks the sun. Yeah, you know, I've always seen those. Does it work? I don't see why it wouldn't work. So, I don't know. I think because it's just reflecting the sun from your windshield. So, here's some signs of heat exhaustion in case you're feeling a little weird this week. Uh, if you feel dizziness, thirst... Heavy sweating, nausea, or weakness, which once again sounds like Chomic when he went to that Harry Styles concert Shut a few weeks up. ago. Uh, you need to act fast. You need to move to a cool area. This is according to the CDC. 
Loosen your clothing, sip some cool water, and seek medical help if symptoms don't improve. That's just some great advice. What, yeah, you want to know what heat stroke sounds like? Give me the heat stroke explanation, please. Yeah, so that was heat exhaustion. Heat stroke would be confusion, dizziness, or becoming unconscious. And uh, you need to call 911 if that happens. You want to know one way to break it? And well, so you don't get heat exhaustion? What? Drink a little bit of H2O. That's some high-quality H2O. It's just, water's so good. It if, really if is. You if you don't have access to clean water, please hit us up. We'd love to help you out. Um, water is very central for your health. You should be drinking a lot. Of, what's, the, what's the amount of water you should be drinking every day, Josh? Please tell me. I read yesterday that you should be doing one ounce per pound of weight on your body. One to two ounces of water per pound of weight. So if you weigh 200 pounds, that's 100 to 200 ounces. For reference, a gallon is, I think, 144 ounces. So you should be doing over a gallon throughout the whole day. Me, I should be drinking like a gallon and a a gallon and a third of a gallon. I'm very far off. And I ran very far today. So it feels like... Yeah, especially if you work out and you're running. I'm getting a ton of electrolytes in though. That's another big thing is you need to you need to get those electrolytes in. That's something a lot of people forget about. And here on the Garden State, we are science-based. We have all the science on our side. You need to get some electrolytes. Yeah, I went to meteorology school, so I know stuff. And, you've, <laughs> and you made it, totally made it through uh, summa cum laude. What's that mean? Well, I mean, that means you didn't make it through summa cum laude. Wait, really? Oh, I was going to I thought you said that didn't make it. No, 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 no. Jimmy graduated Rutgers, so he's the only summa one Summa cum laude means uh, uh, it's Latin honors, and I totally knew it meant uh, Latin honors. So summa cum laude would be only 12.9% of the population, which is pretty interesting. Have passed? I don't know what I'm reading there. Right now. Let's just move on. With <laughs> Wait, this. I want to, before we leave the weather story, I just want to say something really interesting. Where are the hurricanes? That's what I was thinking. I, it's been a very quiet hurricane I season. I look at Noah every day. When did hurricane season start? Uh, I forget, what but it's true? been at least a month. Right? Can you guys explain what, because to, to regular listeners at home, they don't know what you're talking about. You're saying n- nationally in America. Yeah. Yeah. There should be hurricanes happening right well, now? Well, like out in the Atlantic, you usually see more hurricanes and like tropical storms popping I'm up this so, time of year. Uh, I'm so out of touch June with... June 1st is the start of hurricane season. And what what letter are we at right now? Because they name each tropical storm based of, off the alphabet. So like the first storm will be a letter A and then the next one will be B. So this is how they can kind of keep track of where we're at. Uh, there's been 10 hurricanes. Probably all far out though. Like it hasn't threatened the US. No, no, no. I, sorry. Yeah, no, I was reading wrong. All right, let's uh, let's move on, guys. This is completely unrelated to New Jersey. No, it actually. Let me just one second, Josh, because obviously I'm not hoping for a hurricane because Ida really screwed us over here in Jersey. That was so I'm so not bad. saying I want a hurricane. Was Ida a hurricane though? Hurricane Ida, yeah. But by the time it came up the coast, oh, it was already just like the remnants, um, which gave us a ton of rain. There's been three tropical storms so far. Wow, which, which is nothing. So hopefully it stays that way. But they were saying earlier this season that it was going to be a super active like hurricane season. That Yeah, they never know though, bro. I guess. But yeah, hopefully no hurricanes for Jersey this year. No more Ida's because that was just terrible. Drink some water if you're listening to this. There's your reminder for the day. If you live in New Jersey, get some water in you. Moving on. Toys R Us is making its return to New Jersey with multiple stores. Thank God. This is the coolest story of the week. What is going on with Toys R Us? The roller coaster storyline of this 
empire. What a comeback story. I bro. mean, they plummeted into bankruptcy. They came back to American Dream. Now they're climbing it up out of the pits. I guess the American Dream sales are soaring. I don't know what's does the article say anything? Yeah, it just says the owner of the Toys R Us brand is partnering with Macy's. To- oh, this okay. This doesn't make it as cool, but it's still cool, okay. but it's not. So they're partnering with Macy's to bring Toys R Us back into Macy's, but here's my question. Who's going to save Macy's? Well, Macy's is not going anywhere anytime soon. I don't know about that. I mm, I think Macy's, Macy's is always packed. Did you ever walk through a Macy's? It's never dead. Macy's is packed because you have to walk through one to get into the mall. <laughs> that's true. I mean, if you look at the five years. But that's how they get you, bro. You always end up stopping to buy something. But yeah, there are 24 Macy's locations in New Jersey that will have a Toys R Us inside. This is really exciting, but does this mean it's going to be like a mini little <laughs> yeah, fake um, Toys R Us? Yeah, I was going to say, like, what are, are they taking a, a Toys R Us, minimizing it, and just putting it into the corner of a store? Um, like, how big is it? Is it just like a toy section it says in Macy's? In, in the smaller Macy's locations, the toy stores may only be about 1,000 square feet. In the larger stores, like Macy's flagship store in New York City, the Toys R Us stores could be as large as 10,000 square feet, Okay, which is pretty large. Uh, company officials say all the stores will grow in size around the holidays. This is a cool idea. Hopefully this will, you know, help them get their own store eventually. You know what the issue is with this plan? What? Kids don't play with toys anymore. That's true. That's why kids, That's why the toy stores are all out of business. Parents don't give their kids toys. They just give them a tablet and go watch, you know, Yeah, watch don't bother show. me. Get on, get on the tablet. Yeah, go get on your tablet and leave me alone, kid. Ethan, the other day, my seven-year-old cousin was uh, had the Oculus the other day, so he was just oh walking around goodness. everywhere with his VR goggles on in his VR meta world playing his games. Freaky. Yeah, like when I was nine. It was pretty cool. I remember when I was nine, all I wanted was a new bicycle for my birthday yeah and i got a new bike i got a blue bike and it was so cool man it had like these awesome tires on it and that was what i wanted and there's a lot of times in my life i remember there was one birthday when i was like six my dad got me all these batman action figures i like toys i like to play with stuff remote controlled cars kids nowadays do not care they want a tablet and then they want an electric scooter (laughs) hey the scooters are really cool yeah, but like there's no exercise with an electric scooter. Go ride a bike. That's true. We had electric scooters when we were young too, but like it was a, you had to like have some money to get an electric no, scooter. No, it was the Razor ones that didn't even work. But can I be a boomer for a second? Can you guys give me some space to be a boomer? Go for it. We're removing struggle from kids. Kids, we used to ride our bikes. I remember when I was like in eighth grade, I mean, you know, my friends would ride across town to Taco Bell. And that was a, that was like a four mile bike ride, but we would, I mean, we would just get it done. And that was life as a kid. We used to play baseball outside. Kids nowadays do not struggle. Although I will say I saw two kids in my street the other day playing wiffle ball, which was nice. That's amazing. Kid was decked out. He had Mets gear on. I asked him who his favorite player was. He said, Pete Alonzo. It was a good little convo. When I was a kid, I used to find quarters around the house and ride my bike across town to the local dairy queen to buy the homies homies i remember homies and the but the unfortunately i spent a lot of money on the fake homies after i purchased them i realized they were fake and dairy dairy queen screwed me over the real ones were at Shoprite. i have a similar story oh ironically you said Shoprite. i got really into Yu-Gi-Oh. the best dude me too but like secretly because i think my mom didn't like Yu-Gi-Oh. she was like what is this weird game you're playing you had to sneak it in yeah i was like i was i was on the black market getting Yu-Gi-Oh cards <laughs> from <laughs> and, Shoprite. Uh, and i went to Shoprite to a vending machine the shop right in Clark 
and I bought, they had a singular, like, you know how there's rows of cards, decks of cards? Yeah. The one row was just singular Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and at the front was a blue eyes white dragon. Wow. wow. And it was, just a singular card? It was $3, and I bought it, <laughs> and the back of the card didn't have the Yu-Gi-Oh logo on no. it. Well, what is it? You know how the Yu-Gi-Oh on the back of the card was like a brown swirl? With yeah, the th- it's the logo. Whatever. It was just the brown swirl, no Yu-Gi-Oh logo, and I was like- It was I, a fake? I got stinking gypped by the- Why would machine. ShopRite do that? Because they were, I don't know. Well, that's true. Now that I think about it, dude, remember how many vending machines used to be at like shop rates? Yeah, there used like, to be like three markets? of them. That was, that's the only reason I wanted to go food shopping with my mom. Because if I was a good kid, by the time we checked out, I got a few bucks and I got to go to the vending machines and buy whatever I wanted. The best thing ever. So I also remember when I was a kid, I got really into showdown cards. Did you ever play showdown? Yes, dude. I used to go to that baseball card shop in Westfield. I had so many good showdown cards, but all right. I'd play um, showdown now. We should buy some off like eBay. Or, I, still, I don't even know if they sell them anymore. I still have all mine. Yeah. Oh, so what year was that? That had to be. <sighs> I'm just curious what players you have in there. I have Jeff Bagwell. I have Ichiro. He's a hologram. I have <laughs> the hologram. Yeah, Jeff Bagwell is a hologram as well. He was playing for, I think, the Rockies at that point or Astros. Um, who else do I have? I, I had, think I had 04. I wonder if they're worth anything at this point. Oh, three, oh, four. I haven't heard anything about them. Probably not. Oh, man, I remember these cards. Me and my brother used to play all summer. Well, bring all them right. Let's go play them. Moving on from Toys R Us. In Carteret, New Jersey, an Amazon worker died on Prime Day. On Prime Day. It's really, really sad. Everyone's favorite day of the year, Prime Day. A man lost his life. For all of you out there, he was packing up. He was probably going crazy in this warehouse, all the sales coming in. I can't imagine how nuts it must have been. If you work at Amazon, let us know like what Prime Day looks like. Yeah, the article says the death of a man who is working at an Amazon fulfillment center as the company's annual Prime Day sales were wrapping up has prompted an investigation by federal labor inspectors. Um, there is a first call at the Amazon warehouse in Carteret around 8 a.m. on July 13th. According to a borough official, EMS responded to an individual who was taken to the hospital. The Middlesex County Area Office of the Department of Labor, Occupational Safety, and Health Administration has opened an inspection. So under standard procedure, OSHA has six months to finish its inspections um, to release and to release findings. But it sounds like um, it was just really hot in the warehouse. It sounds Dang. very fishy. What did you read? You said you read something on Reddit. Do you want to read that? Yeah, to I was us? digging into Reddit because I was like, all right, I want to hear from someone who works at this warehouse. So someone wrote, I'm here to confirm this is true. It is a guy named Raphael. None of the AM, I guess Amazon care people slash safety didn't know how to do CPR. And I was told if they did CPR on him, he would have lived. He went and complained about the heat and they tried to help him and told him to go back to work. Most likely gave him an ice pack. I came in the building today and they have over 50 brand new heavy duty fans after OSHA came yesterday morning. Dude, it must've been a bro. It must've been a sauna in that place. It must've been pretty hot. I mean, a warehouse gets hot, especially if OSHA brought in like 50 huge fans for the next day. It must have been pretty bad, the I, conditions. It sounds like it was uh, pretty hot. There's this one guy that tweeted, OSHA confirmed for me that an Amazon worker died at the company's EWR9 Fulfillment Center in Carteret, NJ, last week during a prime day ban- during the Prime Day Bonanza. Great word to use in a serious tweet, my man. 
OSHA is investigating. I've asked Amazon to comment. If you work at Amazon and have info on what happened, DM me. I'm also on Signal. Uh, he goes on to say, um, he released a statement, but no, he doesn't really give much more information. Just sounds like it was really hot in the warehouse. But I don't know. I, I wonder, you know, if, if uh, I don't know. I just want to say I, I did participate in Prime Day. So, and I do live next to Carteret. So I don't know if my order is going through that place or if it's somewhere else in the country, but um, it's awful. I wonder how many more sales Amazon gets on Prime Day compared to like a normal day. Like, do you think it's a huge spike? Uh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Def- definitely a huge spike. But like, they have to be prepared for that. Um, it says, Amazon also was quoted saying, the health and safety of our employees is the top priority. And while it's uncommon to find climate control and simul- similar buildings across much of the industry, our fulfillment centers are built with climate control and HVAC systems designed to keep employees comfortable and safe all year round. So it sounds like they're saying, hey, most warehouses don't have HVAC. And the reason I'm guessing is because if you've ever been to a warehouse, the doors are open like all day. You're loading trucks and there's AC wouldn't do a whole lot. But it sounds like they're saying, we, we install AC in our buildings. So I wonder what happened this day, this day. You know, we do have a heat wave like we just read about going across New Jersey. Perhaps it was just extraordinarily hot this particular day. Or do you think the working conditions for the the workers were just unbearable? Like, I mean, like, do you think they're pushing these people like beyond their limits to like get work done? I have a friend. I have two friends that work in an Amazon fulfillment center, and they, I this is it's always funny to, for me to talk to them because they're they're really happy, nice people, and it's funny to talk to them because you hear so much negative about working at an Amazon facility and they love it. They're like, Oh, all right, we, we pick our hours and like, they have nothing but good stuff. to say. Oh, so they, they think it's good. But I wonder, cause here's the thing is like, there's a lot of jobs. Like you might, if you work in an office, you might go, this sounds terrible. You're working in the heat, but like, there's a lot of jobs where you have to work in hot conditions. And it sounds like they have HVAC. Like if you think about being a roofer this week in New Jersey, it's gotta be terrible. Yeah. Or like being a landscaper right now, it's gotta be awful. So I can't mm-hmm. imagine it's gotta just be really hot and awful um and i don't know was the guy old i don't think it says his age right it didn't say his age it didn't even put his name in the article so you had more information than uh 101.5 but it sounds like maybe i don't know maybe because of the the heat wave the ac went out who knows i don't know i just feel like it's such a stretch of a story in what way like a guy died on prime day it's a busy prime day are they just trying to make it look like these people are being tortured in amazon that's, this this story is all over the internet. That's, I mean, a lot of people. Amazon is a political topic because people hate Amazon. Yeah, it's like people really hate Amazon. They hate what they do. So it's I, that's why I'm I'm skeptical. I I mean, it stinks that a man lost his life, and I don't know what the circumstances are surrounding it. We don't know what his health was like, but it also sounds like I don't know. I just I, I I'd imagine with this heat wave that had something to do with it. It had to maybe the the AC went out and they didn't fix it. So I'm sure his family will probably get some sort of a lawsuit with Amazon, don't you think? Yeah. I, I would definitely want to see what OSHA comes up with while they're doing this investigation. So for them to put fans in the next they said day, 50. 50 fans, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, they came in quick. So, But that's the thing. They have HVAC there, right? Do you think they ordered them with Amazon Prime? Definitely. 100%. Yeah, it's 100%, dude. They had them just laying on the shelf on the other side of the room. That's true. They probably ordered them from their own warehouse, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, they had them sitting around. Oh, Josh. 
Making the light of a dark situation. No, classic. I, I wasn't trying to make fun of what happened. I just think it's funny that 50 it's fans. It's true. Yeah. They, they probably just grabbed it from the other side of the, the warehouse and just set them all up. But Well, we'll keep you updated on what happened here with this guy and, and this whole situation because right now it's very hot in our my living room with the AC off. Yeah, it's been a half an hour uh, since we started this, and you could definitely feel the effects. The balm. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting uh, balmy in here, according to Josh Sobo. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Well, let's move on to the next story. Here's some bright news for this this uh, dark news day. For the first time in 20 years, dogs are welcome at all parks in Fanwood, New Jersey. Yeah, and for the people that don't know, there was this law on the books for 20 years in Fanwood where dogs weren't allowed in any of the parks. And uh, there was one woman named Karen who called the police 21 times about dogs walking through a park. So... I guess the townspeople have revolted and they got the law changed. Dogs are allowed back in the park. This is absolutely insane. Like from, I just started reading this article a few months ago and I've been following up with local Facebook pages and seeing like the progress in the, every single town hall meeting, uh, the locals were coming through and just pleading their case. And this is a win for the dogs. It really is, dude. They had nowhere else to go. So the article says after 20 years, dogs are again welcome to public parks in Fanwood after a vote by the borough council Monday night. The borough council in Fanwood adopted an ordinance Monday night by a five to one vote allowing dogs that are leashed, licensed, and non-aggressive into uh, the borough's three public parks. Five to one vote. Who was the person that voted against this? Dude, that one Karen. <laughs> there must be a lobbyist that's paying this person. Uh, people who bring a dog to the parks are responsible for picking up after the dog. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, so the ordinance made headlines this year in NJ.com news after it was reported that the re- a resident had called the police on dog walkers nearly two dozen times in a year. And her name was Karen. She lived across the street from the park, had nothing better to do than to call the cops. Ridiculous. Look at these ladies in the article that are like deeply concerned addressing the issues. Wait, is that, are, they, are they the ones concerned? That's so funny. Yeah. So it says before the vote, Carolyn Brink, a resident who had been pushing for the ordinance for two years, addressed uh, address concerns raised by resident Philip Mahoney, who saw dogs leave droppings that were not picked up on the forest road park and then children playing in the same spot. Bring said she is confident that residents of a decent kind community will follow the rules and pick up the garbage. So my husband and I walked through the park yesterday and picked up pizza wrappers, Burger King wrappers, Chick-fil-A wrappers. They weren't left by my dog. They were left by people using the park. It happens. We police ourselves bring told the council yeah, sounds about right. So I'm confused by that quote. So are they for it or are they against so it? So one woman was saying, I don't want it to happen because dogs are going to leave droppings in the park. And then another lady was saying, yeah, that's on people to pick up after their dogs. Like one of oh, them yeah, be yeah. decent and do that. Yeah, it's common sense. It's the same thing with trash. So one of the pioneers of this movement to get dogs back in parks in Fanwood, New Jersey was a man named Gary Morris. And we have the pleasure tonight of talking to Gary himself. He's going to wow. call in. He was, uh, he, he was actually, at all the town hall meetings. Yeah, he was, he was pretty instrumental in this. He went to Scotch Plains to try to get some, some things done. And uh, we're going to see if we can get him on the line right now. Hey, you're on with the Garden State. Is this Gary Morris? It might be. Oh, Mr. Morris, how are you tonight? Pretty good. Hey, so we just are talking about how in Fanwood, New Jersey, dogs are finally, the liberation has happened. Dogs are allowed back in the parks. 
And just based on our research, we've heard you were pretty instrumental in all this taking place. What can you tell us about this whole situation from the start? Yeah, it was it. it you know, it's, it's the kind of thing no, nobody even knows where the law came from. And not only that, they they also they put up a sign that actually said no pets. In addition to the no dogs, the law itself said no dogs, but but they decided to put up a sign that said no pets, which of course is bizarre. Like you know, you you can't bring your gecko in there. Did, or didn't you bring your goldfish? goldfish or, I I actually I actually brought uh, a, a Pepperidge Farm uh, goldfish through the park. I'll be posting a TikTok on that a little bit. But uh, I, I've been negotiating with Jordan to put it on uh, our bigger account, but uh, I don't know whether that'll ever happen. You should. Um, so let me ask you this: But so when did this law? It's, it was what twenty years ago that Fanwood decided to. Yeah, it was some, Go ahead. Exactly. It was, like it, was, it was somewhere around 20 years ago, and it was before our current mayor and anybody on the council, and nobody really knows where it came from. It might have been just one person complaining about, you know, dogs, and they just decided to put uh, a law in. The interesting thing is it took the, the lady who did this, it took her 19 months to get the, the, the you know, the law changed. So the, wow. the deliberation and effort to create the law and craft it and have all kinds of, you know, rules within the rules, uh, you know, you're to have their, their um, you know, license displayed and you're only allowed one dog and you have to be, you know, in control of that dog. A lot of stuff that you're going to judge whether somebody's in control of a dog. So I you're mean, saying one dog is, is four pounds. So I'm, I, you know, it, and and that dog actually controls me, believe it or not, even at four pounds. Wait, so you're saying it took 19 months for them to craft this law or 19 months for them to remove the law? It, it took 19, the whole effort took 19 months where somebody wanted to, if somebody had gotten a dog, uh, the, the person that started this, uh, um, she, she actually had gotten a dog during the pandemic and oh. really just wanted to. Want, wanted to, to you know to to walk the dog in the park and then and then what happened was some lady chased her with a pots and pans to chase her out of the park and then started calling the police and was that the neighbor like that was the neighbor right that called the police yes, like the 20 famous, times yes the famous neighbor that was uh coincidentally named uh karen i believe yes and so <laughs> so it just became you know when when you have laws that are just completely unenforceable I was at I was at a a, 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 a concert festival they had in in the Fanwood Park the other day, and I counted nine dogs with police around and everything. So nobody's really enforcing the law. The the, the law abiding people are trying not to break the rules, <laughs> are not taking their dogs in the park, and everybody else is just taking their dogs to the park. So. It, it really was punishing the people who were law-abiding, and so it, it really didn't make any sense. So, Gary, you were a big part of the fight. You showed up to a town hall meeting in Scotch Plains, the neighboring town. Is that correct? Well, well, here's here's the story that nobody wants to talk about is there's, there's, there's currently a law on the books in Fanwood that says dogs are not allowed to poop on public or private property. Now, I, I wanted them to change this part of the law at the same time they were changing the law about the parks because it's the same section of the law related to dogs. I was like, this, wouldn't this make sense since you just spent 19 months doing this? 
but they didn't they didn't they didn't want to uh, deal with that yet. So I'll be I'll be bringing that up at the next uh, next uh, council meeting. Nice. But I, I went to the Scotch Plains just out of curiosity, and I mentioned to them about this, and I said, "Would you allow us?" in Sandwood, the dog owners, to cross the border into Scotch Plains <laughs> so our dogs could poop. Wow. And so, so I actually got the mayor and the council. They were all on board. They were, they were actually excited about it. So they were, they were more helpful than our own town when it came to, when, when it came to the dogs. And, and they even welcomed our dogs into their parks and everything. Amazing. And it, was, it was really a, a, a very different atmosphere, which was, which was strange that your own town is kind of like, you know, kind of pooping on you, if you will. Wow. <laughs> Proverbial, proverbially, if that's even a word. Uh, hey, Gary, one other thing. If, if, if they're saying no pooping on public or private land, is there an alternative to the two? I mean, that seems about all the options we got as individuals, right? Yeah, I don't know where, I, I don't know where else you would go. And, and that, that was, is there like that a was thing that had to- is there like a, a neutral third region, like um like the the islands like, in the like Caribbean? Militarized zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, well, my original time when I brought it up, it wasn't televised. This one, I, I suggested that we all you know take our dogs to poop in Westfield, which I think <laughs> they were on board with us doing that. But then then that would that would. Uh, you know that wouldn't play well to, for the people in Westfield. So, well, but I think Scotch Plains was a little more amenable to it. Well, you're you're really a, a hometown hero at this point. And and the last thing I wanted to ask you about I is go that far. you you started a Facebook page about this, did you not? No, I didn't start it, but there there uh, another person started it. And what's and, uh, what's this Facebook page all about? So so the the basically it was it was the Fanwood Dog Owners Group. So <laughs> what was really fascinating is. You know, it's really a kind of a sad thing in this day and age. Nobody really cares what political party you're in. You just like dogs, right? And so it was. That was kind of the cool takeaway from this. No, nobody cared about your political affiliation or anything. You just are a. You know, you like dogs, and you and you think it's a good idea to have dogs in the park. So, so it actually became a very powerful group because it really was not. Um, really politically based it was just changing one thing to to help out you know people with dogs so they could just have the right to just walk through the park like everybody else well you know in a time where we're so divided as a nation could dogs be the solution to these problems we're having i was you know i was actually going to talk to the lady who started this page to say why don't we start a third party and just just be dogs (laughs) (laughs) we just call them the dog the dog party or something like that because I'm telling you, it was it was really an interesting, powerful, you know, movement to, and I'm not saying that from the bowel movement type. I mean, just uh, it was a powerful, it was a powerful movement to see everybody come together and to see the media get on board, and that it was just a kind of a, it it was kind of an injustice that just sat there and nobody really looked at it, and and really what it comes down to is. We probably have tons of laws. Nobody ever reads them, right? They get they get passed, and nobody reads them. Nobody's really enforcing them. So let's let's get rid of some dumb laws that we have. And and uh, you know because what happens is somebody finds out something's illegal, and they start trying to enforce it and call the police over things and and tie up emergency lines over over a dog in the park. It just seems kind of wasteful of of our resources. Uh, I would agree with you, and uh, it brings me some pride to know that this 4th of July, 
dogs across Fanwood are just a little bit more free. Thank you so much for oh, yeah. calling in t- tonight, sure. Gary. And, uh, you know, we'll keep up with you on this. You know, I want to hear what happens with the uh, private and public property law. Yes. And, you know, if you yep. guys got to do a revolt, I would love to be a part of that sit-in. And hopefully the dogs are well-behaved because it could be a literal sit-in if you tell them all to sit at once, right? Right in the middle of a park. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and again, one of, one of the interesting things in the last meeting, I, I found out that in uh, Congress... The, the Congress people can bring their dogs actually into the Capitol building and and be in the Capitol building, but they can't. They at that point they couldn't bring the dogs to our park in Sandwood, so they literally are allowed to bring them into wow. the, the most protected building in our country, the Capitol building. They can bring their <laughs> dogs in there with all that artwork and priceless sculptures. They're allowed to have dogs traipsing around indoors. And we can't outdoors bring our dogs to the park. It's kind of crazy. <sighs> yeah. Well, so, I would agree. Cho, is there anything you wanna you'd like to say uh, as we? I'm just in awe right now of well, everything Gary's been doing for the town. I just want to say, Gary, if you run into Karen or have any contact with her, tell her <laughs> tell her we want to talk to her on the podcast. Uh, so send her our way, and we'll love to talk to her. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks for calling in uh, tonight, Gary. Okay, thanks. Have a good night. You too. Take care. Bye. Well, all I want to say after that phone call with Gary is it's good to live in a nation where we could, we could show up to our town hall meetings and take back a little piece of America. It's a really inspiring story. Yeah, and I'm, I'm proud of that guys like Gary Morris exist. Dude, honestly, I never go to town hall meetings or these council meetings, and I think I should start going. Yeah, you know, making a change in my local town. It's, it's so time. important. It's time to take it back, dude. We need. Didn't you? Didn't you used to go to a few meetings? I went to one meeting. It was awesome, but did you speak? No, I just observed, and it was it was a spectacle for sure. I feel like you'll just see so many passionate people fighting on both sides, yep. just trying to get like crazy laws passed for no reason whatsoever. People care for their towns, dude. That's right. Like, if you don't like something about your town, go to a town hall meeting and try to fix it. A New Jersey man was doing work to his driveway when he dug up buried treasure. How much are we talking? We're talking a lot of cash. Seriously? Dude, massive wads of cash were dug up in his driveway. And they're all from 1934, I believe. So let's read the article. Man, why can't that be me? Rich Gilson planned to work on renovations outside his house. Uh, Gilson and his wife, Suzanne, purchased a house in Wildwood, New Jersey about four years ago, and they have been working on additions and renovations. On July 8th, Gilson, age 60, who works in home inspections and renovations, started on the driveway in the front of the home's garage. So I start digging. I'm hitting concrete. I'm hitting rock. I'm hitting glass, Gilson told USA Today. Then he found these two things, and they looked like root balls. I throw them in the soil pile, he said both of them, thinking they were just roots. That Sunday, he came across another cylindrical object. I pick it up, and I'm thinking, what is this? Why are these things following me? Right, he said. I look at the edge, and I think I can see something there. It looked like paper. So I started tugging the edge, but I, and I immediately knew what it was. I thought, this is money. So he dug up money, and uh, he pulled up a roll of ten and twenty dollar bills totaling a thousand dollars. Thousand bucks. They noticed that all the dates on the bills were the same, and the cash was dating back to nineteen thirty four. Wow! At this time, a thousand dollars would be the equivalent to more than twenty two thousand dollars today. So it gets even better. 
he keeps digging and he found even more money. And so uh, is that all like for him to keep? Like, does he it's have on to, his property? Right. Yeah. Did, did he have to give this money up? No, no, you keep that. It. You, you keep that not. money. Um, NJ man, money, wildwood. Let me pull up another article on this, but yeah, so he found even more money and yeah, I would assume it's on your property. It's finders keepers, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. You own the property. Anything that's on the property is yours. I don't know. I feel like someone would try to just come in for him right now. Right yeah, now you owe us that money. Do you ever hear about the story of the man in Australia who was a professional uh, treasure hunter? No. Well, is that what you call it, a treasure hunter? Yeah. And he invested like his entire life savings for decades into looking for this one buried treasure chest off the coast of Australia. And he eventually found it. It was no a real way. thing? Yes. He found a ship with the gold doubloons and everything. And when he got back to land, the Australian government seized it from him. That well, that's why. Like I, I don't even know if though I trust the government. He was, he was in international waters, and rightfully it belonged to him. Jeez, see, uh, that's why. Like I'm curious. I was like, can someone come and take this guy's money? Say it's theirs. I don't know. That's why. If you ever find something crazy, don't tell anyone about it. Yeah, you yeah. Keep, like if I won the lottery, if I won like twenty two million dollars, I wouldn't tell a single person. I'd probably then, like buy things for my friends. Yes, but, but I don't want to be. I don't want my name to be exploding in articles so everyone knows I'm the guy with the money. There's yeah. a target on my back then. Yeah, so uh, it's just kind of interesting how if you find treasure in the ocean, <laughs> you just keep it to yourself. But this guy found it in his driveway, which I thought was awesome, dude. It's just so crazy because it's like. What if he wasn't digging? Like, what if he dis- decided not to dig into his driveway? He would have never found it. That makes me wonder how much dairy, dairied, dairy. buried money there is all around us all the time. Right, dude. That, well, that's why you see all those guys with the metal detectors on the beach all the time, like looking for like metal and like gold and stuff. You never know what's buried around here. Jimmy, is it true you can't metal detect on Island Beach State Park? You can. No, you can on the beach areas. Why would that be illegal in some areas? So if you're like at a historic site or something, they don't allow you to metal detect because hmm. there could be some money because you could be stealing artifacts, which is like Got a big problem. It. I want to steal an artifact. Oh, that's a problem. Okay. And you're, that's you're, why they're stopping you. You're one of the bad guys. I'm one of the bad guys. Well, so who does it, be- who does an artifact belong to the state of New Jersey? If it's on state property, <sighs> if it's on state property, that makes sense. Yeah. But what if, like, in my backyard, I dig up a T-Rex? Does it mine? Yeah. How low below my house does my property go? I don't know. That's a great question. Because, like, I always think about that above. Like, how far above my house do I own? I, I don't think very far at all because... Like, that's build, air, like that's 100 feet? Yeah, point, buildings yeah. in New York have problems with this. Someone bought, like, the air rights above um, Grand Central Station. But, like, in New Jersey, we're not that's talking wild. skyscrapers. Like, how... You can put another story on your house. How high... I know some towns have like limits on how well, high I you think can it's build. By, it's every town's ordinances. So like right in like Clark, you can't be building like four story homes. Yeah, like um, out of the blue. You yeah, need- but that's that's a zoning issue. That's because they don't want massive houses in, in neighborhoods where they don't they don't look right. Usually, I don't think that's because of the air rights. Because technically, you you have trees that are a hundred feet tall, and that's your tree, right? Yeah. So if it was a uh, an air rights issue, then your tree would be in FAA error. Well, technically, FAA owns everything above, <laughs> right? Like I don't know. Like 100 feet, maybe? No, I think even below that. Really? Yeah. Well, that's airspace. So. Yeah. Um, but as far as deep, you got to think. Like, your basement is at least... Nine feet. Yeah. 
and probably have footings below that, 12 feet maybe. Okay. I so I looked up how deep do I own my land? Uh, in the U.S., you own the land below you as far down as you like, but you have a rather limited capacity to control it. I don't want to die. I don't want to go down this rabbit well, hole. Well, think about it. The further you dig, the more risk you're at from like the walls caving in on you, you hitting water really quickly. It's like it's going to risk your home. Yeah, and that's fine. But like what I'm saying is could I just dig a thousand feet down? Like hypothetically. Only if you call first. What? You always have to call before you dig. Call who? You know the sign says call before you dig? That's because of pipes. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's the thing, though. You never know. Yeah, you don't know what's so down you, there. So you still got to call. Hit a, hit a gas line. Yeah, water, you never know if there's gas line in your house. So you always got to call before you dig. But yeah, but that's not stopping you from digging super deep. Well, that's kind of interesting to think about because like now I'm wondering, like maybe I should just start digging. You know? There, like, could be some, there could be a buried treasure in front of your house, Josh. We do live in historic land, too, which makes it even more interesting. I used so. to dig holes all the time as a kid. I didn't find one single cent, dude. I dug throughout my entire backyard. Makes so you, makes you wonder. We'll have to start digging and see when the, the feds come and stop us. But interesting story, nonetheless. Good for him. Uh, hopefully, he you know, goes and buys something cool with that 1000 bucks. I would just, if I lived in Wildwood and I found a 1000 bucks, I would just hit AC. Throw it on a red, double my money, or oh my lose it all. Yeah, I think I would just hold on At to that the, point. the lot of cash, frame it. All right, last story. If you live in New Jersey, your property taxes may cost you a little less this year. Whoa. <laughs> okay, how? <laughs> well, it's exciting. Some things are happening at the state level, Uh-oh. and uh, you might want to know about this. So about 2 million New Jersey homeowners and renters will get property tax rebates in the coming year under the new $2 billion property tax relief program included in a $50.6 billion state budget signed Thursday by Governor Phil Murphy. Uh, Basically, under the new program known as Anchor, homeowners making up to $150,000 a year will receive $1,500 rebates on their property tax bills. Um, and those making one fifty to two fifty will receive one thousand dollars rebates. Renters making up to one hundred fifty thousand will receive four hundred fifty dollars checks. These all apply to primary residences only. Whoa, renters! Well, that's what I don't get. Uh, I'll make you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get money. Explain that to me. A renter gets a tax rebate. I have no idea how that works because I'm not. I'm not paying property taxes. Rental relief. I'm gonna I think it's tax too, my I'm, landlord immediately. No, but the idea is it's the lower taxes. So I, I think it's two different things, though. But the the bill anchor, they said, anchor is designed to help with tax relief. I thought so. Let me let me let's keep reading. So it says New Jersey homeowners pay the highest property taxes in the nation. Yeah, no surprise. And the average bill statewide hit nine thousand two. Hundred and eighty-four dollars in twenty twenty-one. That's the average wow. property Sheesh. taxes in New Jersey. Yeah. So if you think if you're paying ninety-two hundred bucks in property taxes, a fifteen hundred dollar break is going to be pretty sweet and bring you down to like high what high sevens. Yeah, so seventy-eight hundred bucks, something like that. But is this good in the long run? Like, where's all this money coming from? The money's coming from you. <laughs> it's it's literally this is a, a tax rebate is literally you getting back your own money. Technically, depending on your income bracket, I guess, and how much money you're paying in taxes. Exactly. So it's not like the government is like doling out 
their money. It's our money. We're just paying less of our money. Well, thank we, God. We had a huge budget surplus in New Jersey this year, and this is one of the things mm. that they were doing with extra money. But I just don't understand how renters are getting money, especially 450 bucks. Yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to understand the renter part of it. I've read a few articles on it, and it hasn't made a whole lot of sense to me. I thought the idea was just to help with property taxes, but I guess maybe they're like, oh, we got to help renters as well if we're going to be helping people that pay property taxes. Look at us. Which doesn't make a lot of sense because it renting no sense. is the one benefit of renting. You know, renting can stink in a lot of ways. You got to deal with your landlord and stuff. The one benefit is you don't pay the, the crazy taxes to exactly, live in yeah. whatever town you're in. So like your kids can go to a really good school district and you're, you're, you know, you're paying a little bit less, but, um, anchor, uh, the program is intended to be an annual program. So this is something that's going to be happening going forward. My question, this is where I don't know enough about the law. (laughs) Why don't they just lower property taxes? Exactly. Why do they still need to be collecting the money and then doling it out to people? Why don't they just say, Hey, we're giving everybody across the board, a 20% property tax decrease, and we'll just adjust our budget accordingly. There's gotta be, there's gotta be a catch. Yeah, because the reason is if we're still paying them our taxes, then they can determine what they want to do with our money, which is, I'm not trying to sound like a Debbie Downer. This is great, but why not just lower the taxes? Mm -hmm. Why not? Why don't we just lower our property taxes? So every year you're going to get 1500 back getting $1,500 of my own money that I already gave. Exactly. Yeah. So why don't they just lower the property taxes? Mm -hmm. Because there's a catch. Oh, they don't because the thing with government is once it expands and once you, once it gets more, it never gives it back. This is the whole issue with like, we're paying more than anybody in the nation and our roads got potholes. I don't want to get into that whole conversation about it's really bad roads. And like, it's just, we live in a crazy part of the world in New Jersey. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. The other question is, um, that we saw on it was how will this affect the senior freeze? Uh, the vast majority of senior freeze recipients will not be impacted. So what, what's the senior freeze? It's when your taxes don't go up after a certain age. Senior citizens. Oh, so once you're at that age, your taxes, your property taxes, are taxes freeze. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So, but I will say altogether, it is a positive thing. It's a step in the right direction. We need to be getting more tax dollars back into people's pockets. It's hard to even, we always talk or about else this. We're, or else we're out of here. It's hard to afford to live in the state. And then you throw in the taxes. Like if you look at just mortgage payments for houses, it's crazy. And then you throw in the taxes for like a regular house and you're, you're adding another 10, 12 grand onto that. That's just unreal. Untenable. Right next door to me, my parents' house, um, they built this massive mansion. And before there, there's this little house there and the people bought it under the impression because they looked on Zillow, what the property taxes were for the small. Oh no. That's not smart. So they just bought this huge house and they, I guess the taxes just went up. How much did it go up? I, I don't know. It must know, be a but few thousand was, at least, well, right? I, I want to say it's like close to 20,000, the taxes now. So, oh, it, it, originally, it used to probably be what, like 12,000? No, like, I think it was like a seven. 7,000? 7, so you're talking 13,000 increase. Yeah. And they didn't know? I, I don't know what they were thinking, but. They told you this? They were talking to my parents the other day. Wow. Yeah, but the thing is. Uh, I don't want to sound mean, but like if you go on Zillow, you look at a lot of older houses, the property taxes are just way too low and it's pretty obvious they're way too low, you know? Oh, we're in Jimmy's neighborhood. Yeah. I'm looking at them on, on Google maps. I want to see this monster <laughs> house. Is it right next door to you, yeah, Jimmy? It's, it's that thing. It's that thing. 
Oh, that big old... Oh, yeah, my goodness. It's basically taking up the whole property. Jimmy... Is, uh, you can see it on maps. They yeah. Updated already? I'll tell you right now what their property taxes are. This is the beauty of the internet. I don't know if the new ones are up yet, though. Oh, my goodness. That's a big house. Yeah, I go on Zillow and I look at the estimates and I'm like, those taxes just seem a little bit too low. So the taxes were $8,600 in 2020. Oh, I can only gosh. imagine what they're at now. Yeah. Jimmy, you said like 20,000? They're probably I, I like 18, close to it. like 16 to 18. And they didn't know. Oh my God. This is why a lot of, well, this is not why this is these people. I wonder if they'll be able to stay in the house or if they're going to have to sell it. What do you think, Jimmy? How did it seem when they spoke about it? Are they young? I I think they got money. They'll be all right. (laughs) And plus they live next to Jimmy parks. So (laughs) yo, yo, the house is towering over your house, Jimmy. No, my house is like one of the original ones on the street. Yeah, You guys can't do anything with it. It really hasn't had any additions onto it or anything. Your house is beautiful. You just, you guys just redid it. The inside, like you don't have to make it into a mansion. You guys have everything you need. That's perfect. It's so cute. Well, with that, that was the last story of the night. Good luck to everybody that's a homeowner. You might be getting a little bit of relief starting in May, 2023. And with that, that's all the stories I have. Oh man. You guys upset or you feel like that was a pretty good run of stories? Yeah. I just could talk Jersey with you guys all night. Yeah. Talk shop, right? We're in the middle of the summer, guys. Episode 26. Yep. Um, it's been great. It's been great. I can't wait for the cool air to be back in this living room, though. Yeah, yes. we have to get through the heat wave of 2022 this week. If you're listening to this, make sure you guys just stay safe. Drink lots of water. Do not leave your pets in your cars. Um, yes. Or else, yeah, you can get in big trouble. I also read an article today. If you see a dog in a car, like on a really hot day with windows closed, the dog is obviously suffocating. Uh, by law, you're not allowed to break the person's window. Really? You're not? If you do, you can get up to 12-month sentence in prison. So what are you supposed like to do? I, call the police? You have to call the police in Jersey. You can't break us. You obviously, like, if, if you want to save the dog, break the window, but, like, you could be facing some very heavy consequences. What if it's a child? I don't even have to question that, Jimmy. I'm going to break open that car very however good. I need to. But, it, it, yeah, for an animal, like, they said, like, Obviously, you want to save the animal, but like you could also get 12 months in jail. When did this become a trend? Remember, like, I feel like eight years ago on Facebook, dogs and cars just became a thing, and it was never a thing before that. Yeah, like, what did they do in the 80s? They all had convertibles. (laughs) (laughs) Right? But I don't know. That's interesting. So, in New Jersey, to get the record straight for the people listening and watching at home, if you see a dog in a hot car, don't break the window, just call the cops. Yeah, and you know, it's unfortunate because it's like you don't know the response time of the police. You don't know how long they're going to take, and that dog might be on its last few seconds right there. You don't know. Like, would you risk it? Would you break the car? I think I would call the police and closely monitor the dog, and if it was, like, smiling, you know, panting, I'd probably just watch it. And if it started to look real bad, I'd just smash open the window. Yeah, you think they would actually, like, give you 12 months? They'd be like, you saved this dog's life. I feel like the, the, per- the owner of the dog would actually not, like, try to help you out, right? I think there's a lot of bad people out there. That's true. Yeah, they might be pissed that you broke their window. You broke my window. Yeah, I just was trying to save your dog's life. Yeah, so. Stupid. I don't know, man. Well, uh, thank you to everybody that listened this week. Uh, We love our Garden State listeners, and we're grateful for another week. What is this, episode 26? Yes, sir. 26 episodes of the Garden State. And thank you to all of our listeners. We hope you guys have an amazing, amazing week. And uh, stay cool, like Chomix said. Get some electrolytes in you, drink some water, and uh, crank up that AC. 
and have an amazing week. Make sure you guys are following us on all our social media yes. uh, platforms, Instagram, Discord. We need you to follow our Instagram because we're realizing uh, Instagram is the only platform that won't shadow ban us as of now. We haven't gotten <laughs> that controversial. So follow us on Instagram before TikTok. Whoever is running TikTok, I think it's China, before they uh, you know, blacklist us. Just for the record, we have two strikes on our TikTok right now. Really? Unnecessary. The one video I made in the snowstorm, we got a strike because dangerous acts because I was driving <laughs> in a snowstorm. Bro, honestly, we get strikes for the most minor things on TikTok, but when we're striking, we're pretty much out on TikTok, which would be really sad. Like we'll be not allowed to post for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Uh, so we're being, we're trying to be really safe on TikTok right now. Like not try to post fights or like dangerous videos. Let's go on strike against the strike. But dude, like we're in the news. We're supposed to be telling people about this crazy stuff. We are the news. I wanted to be the Jim Cantori of that weather scene. Like that's why I went out into the storm. If you, I want to be the Ron Burgundy of the garden state. I'm Ron Burgundy. Panda Watch. We should do Panda Watch at Turtleback Zoo. <laughs> Panda Watch. <laughs> Please. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Jimmy, any final thoughts? That is all for now. Thank you. All right. Have a good week, everybody. Thanks, See you guys. later. Bye. You're listening to the Garden State. The Dirty Jurors.